When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yep. Happy Vikings Packers week. How are you guys celebrating? Are you just are you just lighting cheese on fire? What, yeah, are, you, been, what are you guys doing? I've been grating back? cheese just for the last like 24 hours in my apartment, just all over my nachos, just for just for s and giggles, just ready, ready, ready yeah, to. I've got my Michael Michael Beasley's cheese grater that I bought at his estate sale about nine years ago. Just been using that. Still there all week. Oh yeah, still there. The I toast, am... the toaster's dead, but the cheese grater lives forever. I I have Zim at my house with a chalkboard. And he has to write captive five hundred times before <laughs> he, he can leave. Is he I will. I will start Mason Cole. I just have him <laughs> writing that continually since Garrett Bradbury's been activated from the COVID list. I told him five hundred times, Zim. I will start Mason Cole. I will start. Mason Listen, Cole. I I told you guys this on the the wrap with Ricey. I think there's half a chance Mason Cole, who who had better PFF grades as a guard in Arizona that they could bump Ole Udo from right guard, put Bradbury back at center, and Mason Cole starts at guard. 15% chance. Just going to throw that – I want to brace you. I give that one a 5% I give that one a five percent chance. Okay. All right. But I actually want the center to be I, – I like this change because as far as I can tell, Mason Cole not just being pushed backwards constantly. <laughs> like, not, I like that. Let's not crown him. He's not Jeff Saturday no, in his prime no. or anything. Okay. Here's my point. I think he's fat enough – to do this for now. <laughs> well, Bradbury's had at least a couple weeks to sit around and get fat, I guess. But uh, this is Max. Speaking of sitting around and getting fat, well, I won't speak for Judd because Livia has shaved 25 pounds off his frame. But uh, this is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment, loathing, therapy, whichever way you want to look at it. And Declan found a clip here. Let's, just, let's play this here. It's a little longer, right? I don't know. You tell us. Declan. It's like, like what, it's like minute? 48 seconds, but it's 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 Coward and Mark Sanchez uh, going back and forth about the Vikings. All right. There's always a team in the league second half of the year. They just pop and you're like, we should have seen it coming. This team's lost like six close games. I yeah. like Minnesota. I mean, they're right in them. It was just a matter of time before one of the one of these footballs bounced their way. Right. right. And that's all you can ask for is these guys to give yourself an opportunity I thought Kirk Cousins in the two games we had him against Seattle and then against the Chargers, he was lights out. I thought um, that interception, right? The game ended, what, 27-20, the interception before halftime. Yeah. Eric Kendricks diving makes this interception. I thought Herbert kind of locked onto that deep crossing route that he was trying to fit in. And uh, I think it was to Keenan Allen. And Eric Kendricks, I mean, he's underrated. He this may dude, be he, against pa- – he may as a linebacker in pass defense. Oh, my gosh. 
Okay. So Mark San- uh, now and now Mark Sanchez has done two games, and it's like maybe the two best games that they've played this season, Seattle and, and the Chargers. But what are your thoughts on this idea that the Vikings are ready to pop and they're ready to go on a run here in the second half? This is the problem with the fact that the broadcasters change every single week and know almost nothing about the totality of the team that they are announcing unless it's a championship team. Mark Sanchez doesn't realize that the the Vikings have been sabotaged, not by their players, but by coaching. And so what he saw, uh, well, one, one, the Seahawks game, they looked really good. But what he saw on Sunday was a metamorphosis, a complete change in philosophy, a very important one. Um, and so what he doesn't know is he he just thinks, wow, they've gotten unlucky and they're underachieving a bit. And now it's changed. What he doesn't know is that, that basically the offensive philosophy on Sunday changed mightily. And if that continues, I give him a chance. But like that's the problem. The problem with these national conversations about arbitrary teams is they don't know what the team has been doing. And and the reality of the 2021 Vikings to date is this has been far more about coaching and philosophy than players. Like, I'd be hard-pressed to say the offense stinks because Kirk Cousins is not playing well. Well, that's not really true. He's played well. Now, he's had a, a game or two where it's not great, but he's also played pretty well. So, like, y- you give me a player who is, like, sabotaged this year. I can't. But I can give you the place where the problem has been, and it's coaching. Mark Sanchez has no clue about that. There's also, I think, something to be said for not being just immersed. Because what we're, what we are so immersed in this, and the fans are, that we see all the warts and we see the, the coaching mishaps. But, and then we assume that, well, all the other teams that are fighting for playoff spots or that are above the Vikings, that, you know, they've got things much better. I mean, even the, even the Rams have gotten smoked a couple of times, and you could argue that they've gotten out coached. I mean, what happened in San Francisco the other night? That's that's a Super Bowl contender that just got absolutely embarrassed on national TV. So I actually so I partially agree, but then I partially disagree. Where I do agree is that I don't think it's just bad luck. I think in the Mike Zimmer Kirk Cousins era here, which is now almost four years old, two things ring almost a hundred percent true. They don't beat winning teams. In fact, if you know, if you if you take some of the teams they've won and lost to this year and put them in bins, like if we think the Chargers are going to finish above 500 um, and the Cardinals, I'm just gonna I'm gonna project four four teams in this win loss record. Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins are six and 23 together against teams that finish the season with a winning record. That's not bad luck. They also struggle to pull out games late. The Vikings. In the last four years, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer only have four fourth-quarter comeback wins. So when they trail in the fourth quarter, for whatever reason, whether it's a defensive meltdown or whether it's Kirk not getting the job done or the offensive line, uh, they don't tend to come back in the fourth quarter. So where I agree with you is I don't think it's just, well, it's bad luck. Mark Sanchez you know, says it's bad luck. It's not just bad luck. But where I will side with Mark Sanchez, can't believe I'm saying that, <laughs> is the Vikings have played a brutal schedule so far. Like one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. Just like there's real like the only real gimme game was the Lions game and granted they almost lost that game. Uh but 
they've had gut-wrenching losses to playoff teams. They did have road wins against the Chargers, who I think are a playoff team, and the Panthers, who are in playoff position. Um, Mike Zimmer has six wins over the Packers in his career, and they get the Packers at home. But he's not that good against LaFleur, right? Well, that's, what, a two-year sample size? Two or three years he has, I think he's one in three against LaFleur. Okay. But he's but he's got six wins against the Packers and five against Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. in his in his career. And mm-hmm. I think three of those are at home. And we've seen a willingness to adapt offensively here. Again, we're all in wait and see mode. All right, was it just sort of a one game pop up and now you're gonna go back to throwing tight end screens for three hours? Right. But if they can get this Packers game and you got two games against Chicago, you've got a game against the Lions still. I think the San Francisco game is gettable. I think the the Steelers at home are gettable. There is a really good case to be made that they played a brutal schedule. They've held their own for the most part. They've yep. even notched out a couple of wins, and now the schedule lightens up for them, and so they should go on a run. So I think the problem that is not discussed enough about, especially this league in particular, because it's so up and down and crazy, and we never talk about this, is partially because the teams that we cover and follow always say, well, that team gets paid too. Like, you can't take Detroit for granted. They get paid too. Well, it's like, no, you really can. But what we don't discuss enough, and this is really the story through nine games of probably the Vikings, of like the Chiefs. The Vikings' problems this year are not opponents to me. It's themselves. They literally have beaten themselves. Like, this is not about, to me, it's not about, well, they ran into all of these tough teams. They And people will say, well, the Bengals game, they got screwed. Dalvin didn't fumble in OT. He got screwed. But the reality is the Vikings didn't show up for the entire first half. They beat themselves. Like, if you go through games and on Sunday against the Chargers, they didn't. Like, they did the right thing. They're, they're the kid who you said, if you go to school and learn, you're going to be successful. Oh, okay, I guess I'll do that. Uh, They did the right thing. And so we get brainwashed because the, because the mantra of teams is if we lost, it's a credit to that team. Like they get paid, they do this, they do that. But if we cut away the, the BS and go to the reality of the conversation, if you really examine and do the proper self scout of this Vikings team, it's really been about one team, the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And when they play smart, they get Rewarded, which is why I really think that this season's about coaching because I'm not really down on a ton of players. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, well, Cousins is he hasn't done nearly, you know, Cousins has had some really good games, right? Um, defensively, Mike gets stripped of some of his guys. I need my guys, right? Oh my god, he's got a game plan now, he's got to come up with different ideas. Guess what? The defense plays well, so. That's that's why I think a guy like Sanchez doesn't really know what he's talking about here because it's really simple to spitball and be like, well, and, and he's right in this context. If you occasionally cherry pick Vikings games, the players look good. Like you would think, oh, yeah, that team's going to pop. Mm-hmm. But it's only going to pop if they do the right thing and they are coached well. But I I think that we need to talk more about how the Vikings approach the Vikings, then, well, they approach the Lions this way and the Cowboys that way. The way you framed it is interesting because this season is playing out pretty much like almost every other Mike Zimmer season where the roster is pretty damn good. Quarterback the last few years has been, like, not Tom Brady, but, you know, fine. Certainly not a train wreck. 
and and you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat for the most part, and then you come up short against the winning teams, and you can draw a line right across their schedule with a few exceptions of who they beat and who they don't, and it's and it's and it's sort of perplexing. Like God, your your team looks good enough on paper to win more of these games, but you don't. And here we sit, like in every single season, you can go through because because what what people will say this year is, well, what if Greg Joseph makes that kick against Arizona, and now you got that win on the road, and so you got three road wins against maybe playoff teams, and you're above 500 going into the Packers game. And my rebuttal to that would be. You could play that game pretty much every year of Mike Zimmer's career as head coach. Boy, what about that close game against a winning team? You know, what if Alex Madison would have gained that yard against the Seahawks, right? And what if they don't march 97 yards back down the field the other way? It's like, well, but why do they? Because that's what happens to Mike Zimmer teams. Mike Zimmer teams don't win that game, and they haven't won that game very often. Now, there's a few. You, you could say, well, what about the Saints playoff game? Like, yes, there's. I'm not saying he's never won a tough game. I mean, he does have wins against winning teams, but this season is pretty much exactly in line with the eight years of Mike Zimmer. You take the outlier NFC championship season out, right? They're grinding to get to the playoffs. They have a pretty good roster. They're losing games that you're scratching your head wondering, God, how did you, how did you not win that game? And you still have a chance here to sort of turn it around. But it like, I'm, I guess if they sneak into the playoffs at nine and eight, and maybe they even win, Unexpectedly, they win a road playoff game or something, and and they get to the second round. Yep. The organization has to figure out what do you do with that. Do you just keep moving it forward? Okay, all right. I guess they they crossed the low bar that we set of getting to nine wins and getting to the playoffs. Like, I think my expectation for the second half of the season isn't just well, let's see if you can eke your way to eight or nine wins in a seven seed. No, beat the Packers, beat the Bears twice, yep. beat the Lions, get to ten or eleven wins. Like your roster is good enough to get to ten or eleven wins, yeah. Especially looking at the schedule, and Absolutely. so I think that's the expectation that we should hold them to. And why do we think that that it's going to, uh, to change too? Because I mean, the record that you're presenting about Zim versus winning teams is overwhelming right now. Like it's it's no longer hey, it's been two years, give them a break, right? It's been I mean, this is eight years. Um, if if you want want to go with eye test or actual sample size. There's enough on both sides. And so that's why I'm very much in prove it mode, but I'm also like in skeptical mode of it's gotten to a point now, like why should I believe it's going to change? And so, but I just, if you look at Mike Zimmer teams, a lot of times I think they beat themselves. I really do. I I think it's about them. I think it's an internal thing far more. I mean, the miracle, if you go back to that game, they collapsed in the second half. Why? They dominated for two quarters, and they collapsed. They shouldn't have. Um, so, yeah, that, so when Sanchez says that from a national perspective, I completely get his point. But I'm just saying from what – I feel like we've seen too much. Like, we know we know too much. And it makes it very hard to buy in after eight years to, to think, well, this is the year it's going to morph and change. Mm-hmm. And I'm just tired of, you know, it's bad luck or or the other team gets paid. You know, that, that drives me crazy because it's like, no, it's really about you. Like, if you never examine yourselves, then we're never going to get to a point of even coming close to resolving this. Okay, so here's my next question for you guys. I'll start with Declan on this one. If they beat the Packers, how does your perception of this year's team change? 
I, I think if they beat the Packers, it's to you to use a fun saying we love to say it's go time. Like I, I really think if they beat the Packers, go it's time. it's it's gonna it's, go it's gonna set things up. Go time, go time. Um, because the Niners, even though they win with Jimmy G, I I think they're beatable. The Lions game should be a win. Short week against home against a, a Steelers team that also isn't great. Like I really think I don't know if you're gonna run the table because look, it, it's it's impossible to say a team in the NFL, especially in today's day and age, can just rattle off eight straight wins and the Vikings have eight games left. But I think if they beat the Packers and they use these philosophies that they used against the Chargers and, and are able to adopt them the rest of the way, then I'm all in. Like, I am back to being all in. The, the, the bigger question is, as you guys said in the macro, is if, if they win a playoff game, if they win a wild card game and they, they get to the divisional round, is that enough for the Wolves to retain Mike Zimmer? And I, I probably think it is. I wouldn't do that, but I do think the Wolves would give it another go. Judd, how does, if they beat the Packers, how does your perception change? It doesn't change much. Um, I've got to see more and more and more and more be, because the Vikings love to be let off the hook as far as expectations. Well, they're cooked now. Their playoff hopes are done. And they've got, they traditionally have uh, like a four-game run of, oh, we'll show you now. Mm-hmm. We'll show you because the pressure's gone. The pressure's off. Like that Chargers game, for all that we said, well, this is their last gasp, there was no pressure there because the expectation was they're dead. Um, and, and this, to me, is, is a far better team, but this is the same philosophy as 1-5 last year, Green Bay, they're dead, it's over, get your draft pick, go home, right? Oh, no, we are going to raise up. I told you that, the Baltimore game, we're going to raise up, and you, you don't understand. And then just when we get back in, just when we're like, you know what, let's go swimming again. Let's go in the deep end of this pool. This is going to be great. They gag. So I am not changing anything about the way I feel about this team until I see a, a to, to Dex's point, they don't have to win out. That's, too, that's a ton to ask. Mm-hmm. But they do have to go on a run that gets them securely into, and I'm thinking like six seed. Like, the seventh seed does nothing for me. That's a bad team. Like, I'm thinking at least a top six seed and then have a playoff run. Because until then, I don't think, in my opinion, anything changes with Mike. It's always about, well, people don't. Mike loves this. People don't yeah. believe. There's no pressure now. And everyone's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and then the pressure comes back, and they're like, oh, my God, the pressure's back. What should we do? Let's lose. What I, what, what I have zero interest in is talking about, the bar for which Mike Zimmer needs to clear to keep his job. Yep. Do you think, think about the top organizations in the NFL, the ones that are just perennially contending, even when they're sort of down, like they're still the Patriots, the Steelers. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other teams that currently fall in that mix, but like there's probably five or six teams right now. Think about who they are at the top of their game. The Rams, like those cities and fan bases and talking heads and beat writers, they're not, regularly talking about, okay, what's the lowest bar that Mike Tomlin needs to clear to keep his job for one more year? Like, what even is that? That's It's, it's such a weird thing. Like, it's 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 just a weird, but, but it almost feels like that's what ownership and the fan base and media clings to, which is, well, we better not set expectations too high because, you know, only one team wins a Super Bowl every year, you know. So let's talk about the lowest end of expectations that needs to be achieved so that we can run it back the next year. And it and I don't know. I it just 
I don't, I'm not in the room when the Wilfs obviously talk about this stuff, but to me, it's very obvious. They've been here for 15 or 16 years, and they have they've only set minimal expectations. Right. They've only set like make the playoffs. They aren't sitting here demanding excellence and demanding a Super Bowl like other franchises seem to do. That's no, my I, that's my take on it. And and that's exactly right. Stella and agrees, by the way. Stella's mad. She's mad about the Vikings. Quit gambling. I told you that. She just <laughs> she's she's on FanDuel again. It's like lacrosse now and daytime sports. It's just out of control. <laughs> and put the Surly down. That's mine. Um. So, yeah, Phil. And the thing that frustrates me so much about this, and, and to me it's a hot-button topic, is is we are in our business partially to blame. Like the teams in this town and the media – set this bar for fans which is good enough it's good enough like it's good enough just accept it and and we do it to the point of i don't know how but we somehow think it's being a good fan like you should be a good fan you should accept this bar the bar is let's keep mike because you know what we hate to fire people what are we talking about here like this is where we never get even close to a championship mentality you can't win a championship until your mentality shifts, like you should feel guilty that yes. you're not, that you're that when you when you start the season one and five, and then you make your big comeback to get it back to six and six, and then you collapse in December last year. Yes, it, it shouldn't be looked at as wow, look at the fight they showed in the second half. It should be looked at as wow, you started one and five and got beat by the Falcons and gave up forty points at home. Well, like, and then you should be ashamed of yourself in year and, seven. You well. Know? And, and the fan base gets the last gasp, right? Okay, we're back now. It's like, no, you're not. And so it just Stella, be quiet. That's awesome. She's upset about the. She's upset. Dude, about the she thing. is not happy about the no, way the no, practice. No, she's today. she's well. You know what she saw? She just read it. Garrett Bradbury's back. She's very upset oh, about that. She's, she's telling. But you. yeah, it's right. It, it just it drives me crazy that we have this acceptance of of this, and it drives her nuts too. I'm gonna uh, shut the door the whole way. No, well, we got to get to write that down, anyways. Here, so maybe maybe we can bring Stella in as a guest listener no. predictor here. Can we just can we get her on and put subtitles on for her predictions? Uh, subtitles, I think please you trade what Kirk right Cousins now. in two thousand twenty-two. Yeah. No, Move on you from know, Garrett Bradbury. Tell Dad to tell Dad to stop replacing my water with Surly Furious. The, the dog wants championships, okay? <laughs> the dog wants championships, and I don't blame her one bit. Uh, all right, write that down. Predictions coming up here on Mackie. Write this down. Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. All right, it's go time. It's go time here. Go time. For the most transparent segment in sports talk, this is Write That Down with Mackie and Judd. And Declan, we every single week go through the predictions that we've made and we hold each other accountable. This is where we admit that we were wrong. People ask us all the time, when are you going to admit that you were wrong? Every Judd? Wednesday. Well, Judd has a massive pile of wrong predictions the yep. last two months uh, or so. It's been a struggle, but I admit to it. But you know what? It's out there. It's in yeah. public. I own up to it. It is. This is, this is public record right here. So here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages. And for the uh, the more aspirational predictions, we keep track of home runs as well. And listeners, if you want to participate, like our guy Zach is about to, 
you can just send us a message through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab at the bottom of it, and you can send us a message that way. And uh, we'll get you on the show. We'll get you scheduled here. Write That Down This Week, boys, is presented by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you are a business owner and you're just looking for a better partner when it comes to risk management, frontline protection, Federated comes in with over 100 years of experience. There's a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. So check it out. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Write this down. All right. So, Judd, you, you, you finally got off the schneid. But you lost your batting average lead gotcha. to Declan for the first time. So I think you've been wire to wire to this yeah. point, and we're yeah. like five or six weeks from the mm-hmm. end of the I season. Mm-hmm. I'm the 64 Phillies. I'm the 78 Red Sox. So Judd needs a bounce back here. And oh, oh, Judd. Oh, no. Oh, it's no. More red, it's just dude. more. You know, I can't break out of it. I just, I can't break out of it. Dude, what, what is this? I mean, this is like. This is like the Wolves in the fourth quarter, but every yeah, single week for you. I am, like, about to be sent out. And I was yes. – it, it, it's incredible. Like, I'm going to Portland. This is like – remember when, when the Yankees moved A-Rod to, like, eighth in the batting order in the playoffs that oh, one yeah. year? Yeah. This is worse than that. This is – I'm about to be optioned. Like, this is incredible. Yeah. I'm so close you, to being DFA'd. You said, well, we need you. I mean, there's only five weeks left here, right? The trade deadline is back. So he needs to go to high A and fix his swing. You and Miguel Sano, you need to go back. You should legitimately just make three. I it out. three you, should make, you should make Iowa Wolves predictions, AHL I predictions. I figured it out. What's wrong? I'm, it's, I'm doing what, is, what should be called the reverse Miguel. Livia has helped me lose weight, but I've lost all power. Like, I'm grounding oh out. I'm rolling my wrists. I can't do anything right. So I've weak. lost too much weight. It's so weak. Uh, D'Angelo Russell will have 30 or more points against the Warriors. That was the Ant Edwards. Ant had 48. Like, I was right on with the wrong yeah, guy. That happens. You said Kaprizov will score at least two goals in the next three games. Uh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. One. I'm trying to think quickly. That's his fault. That's his fault, not my fault. I actually side with Judd on that one. That is his fault. I'm circumventing, I'm circumventing all responsibility from now I on. Keep Judd. going. You said Jose Barrios will be pitching in the National League next season. I don't think they're going to trade him after signing him to a seven-year contract. The Blue That's Jays. an old prediction probably from back when I was hot, so I can't really speak to that one. <laughs> and you said Alex Kirloff will finish top three for American League Rookie of the Bad year. luck. Bad luck. He got hurt. You meant to say Randy Arozarena. I just spelled it wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, the season is not going well for me either here. Kind of a mixed bag. I said Bolmaro will play at least 10 minutes in a game at some point in the last week. He did not. I said the Wild would pitch a shutout between last week and this week's write that down. It did not happen. But I did tell you the Wolves would beat the Lakers. There you go. boy. I felt that one in my bones. Listeners here, this is a home run, I believe. Yes. So Devlin predicted way early on. This is like back in Q1 of of the year. He said Adam Page will become the AEW world champion by defeating Kenny Omega, and AEW will have a second show on TV by the end of the year. Both of those things have happened. So, yeah, we're going to give him happy cowboy bases. Evelyn, dude. I love it. Ultimate ultimate twins fan on Twitter. I love it. Evelyn. 
Uh, Declan, nice little week for you. You did say your primetime parlay. You had the Ravens beating the Dolphins, the Chiefs beating the Raiders, and the Rams beating the Niners, and you didn't. I don't feel as bad about that after the Rams lost because the Ravens losing to the Dolphins, if that would have been the caveat, because I still don't know how the Dolphins beat the Ravens last Thursday night, but that's okay. I'm the crazy league this year. Crazy league? man. You said the Wolves will win at least one of their two games in the back-to-back against the Warriors and the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. And you had Kevin Fiala. Fiala. will score a goal between now and next week's write that down, and he did. He scored in the first game against, yeah. was it the Islanders? Something like that, I, I believe. they played yeah. the first game. So. so there it is. So Declan has widened his batting oh average lead now. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, it was a stretch to even catch Judd, and now Declan's up by almost 20 points, 354 yep. with four home runs. Yep. Judd, all the way down. You're down basically 100 points in the last three months. Hey, Declan gets paid, too, okay? I mean, Declan gets runs. paid, too. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what you expect from it's me. It's not your fault. It's, it's not, not your my fault. fault. I'm, I'm no. a cost-effective OBP high-war player right here, Judd. This is all, that's all I do. You know, you know what? I, I have decided this week it's self-scout time. And okay. Stella, <laughs> I'm going to have Stella the dog go and do the self-scout because I'm taking no responsibility for this. <laughs> you just work here. I exactly right. Uh and then I'm I'm struggling. I'm at two ninety four with four home runs, but I've actually I've actually gained like twenty points in the batting average race despite tumbling myself. And the listeners are at two seventy nine, but a league leading eight home yeah, runs some bombs. on the season now. You guys. Just bombs. All time, by the way, listeners leading with seventeen all time home runs. Judd and I both have fourteen. Declan with six. Judd still out in front with hundred and eighty six career hit so all right let's get our guest listener predictor zach in here he's crouching down in his office at work we're going to try not to get you in trouble here but zach welcome to the show what is your strategy in the batter's box today um just hit a couple singles maybe one bomb or two okay all right i like it you're 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 working all fields and you're gonna if you get a 2-0 pitch or something you're gonna try and turn on it right joe maher type day boy. <laughs> All right, so here's how this works. We're going to go Zach, Judd, Declan, back to me. We'll make three trips around the room. Just make sure your predictions are quantifiable. Write this down. And that's pretty much the only main rule here. So, Zach, you lead us off. All right, write this down. The Vikings will go 2-1 in in the next three games. Okay. All right. So, off the record, who do you think they beat? What are the two wins? I think they beat the 49ers in the Lions. I think we have a letdown on Sunday, even though it's against Declan's favorite Green Bay Packers. But <laughs> I think we uh, we struggle and have a letdown that game. So if they get, yeah, if they get to, that's the thing. If they lose this game to the Packers, they still have some, I mean, they could still get back to 500 yeah. with, with the way that you just played it out. So. Write this down. All right. Judd's all good. All right, I'm going to jump ahead um, to the Big Ten regular season finale for the Gophers and give you this, write that down. The uh, the Gophers will lose to the Badgers, and Tanner Morgan will throw two or more picks in that game. So the Gophers playing the Badgers at Huntington Bank Stadium in a couple weeks will lose that game. That's no surprise. But P.J. Fleck's stubbornness and refusal to go away from his starting quarterback will result in two or more picks as well, Dex. Okay. I love how you're just skipping the Indiana game. Yeah, me too. The Tanner Morgan game is going to light it up. I might not watch that game. Do you know how bad the the Hoosiers are? They're terrible. Yeah, I'm with you. I – you know, if I'm, I might not watch that game. If I'm at a bar and it happens to be on somewhere, then I'll glance at it. But I'm going to put the Gophers in timeout for a week. I don't need to see it. 
you should be winning that game. They're they're only a seven point favorite. I get that it's a it's a road game, right? Indiana's awful. Rutgers isn't good, and they killed them. Yeah. Write this down. All right, Declan. Uh, I'll actually go a hot stove prediction here with the Twins. I will say there will be a credible report that the Twins are interested in free agent pitcher Marcus Stroman. Okay. So the Twins will have reported interest. We'll all agree who that reported interest is. I don't know if that'll be a a, a national insider, could be a local insider, but the Twins will have interest in Marcus Stroman. I've seen trade rumors predicting him he'll go to the Twins, um, But I, I and the Twins had interest him two years ago. I actually would have loved Marcus Stroman in 2019, but I'll say the Twins will have interest in free agent pitcher Marcus Stroman. Write this down. I'm going to piggyback off this one. I think... I think a couple things here. I think just just to set this up, December first is when the CBA expires, right, Judd? So it kind of feels like this is this is a lot earlier than players usually sign. Like Thanksgiving is usually when you see the first wave of signings. Like Tory Hunter signed with the Angels on Thanksgiving or something because some some guys just want to get it done before the holidays. But I think you're seeing a lot of players and agents saying, "Let's get the bag now in case this gets weird after December first and the season mm-hmm. gets wiped out or something." You know, I there's there's some players that are looking and saying if this gets contentious, I don't want to be without a team and a contract. So mm-hmm. let's let's get that locked in. So I think there's going to be quite a bit more activity in the next week or so. So starting today until December first, Darren Doogie Wolfson will report specifically. Darren Doogie Wolfson mm-hmm. will report that the Twins were not really in the mix or something like that on at least three more starting pitchers who sign. And if there's any sort of vagueness to that, we can hash it out. But okay. he already reported on the Eduardo Rodriguez and somebody else that the Twins... Like, Eduardo Rodriguez is a really good starting pitcher. And I know that he was out... I think he was out for at least one full season. So, like, you know, but... you know, they. Barrios, $20 million a year. Eduardo, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for like $12, $15 million a year. And he's saying that the Twins were not in on Rodriguez. Uh, I think that's going to happen at least three more times with starting pitchers that sign between now and December 1st. All right? Okay. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, it does. I got it. Okay. I can't, right, Zach, wait, for you, I can't wait for you to be listening to every Scoop podcast between now and December 1st. To, to He'll tweet them out. Okay. He'll tweet them out. Okay. Yeah. Like he he'll he always at least like he he puts most of his takes that he gives on the podcast on yeah. Twitter. So all right, Zach, you're up next. All right, write this down. Gophers men's basketball team will win the next two games, and Gophers football team will win on Saturday. Wow, look at you. Who okay? Who do the Gopher basketball team play <laughs> in the next game? They play IPFW in yeah. Jacksonville. <laughs> IPFW. That, IPFW. Vaunted. Square round much. Get that bus down. <laughs> the football one is the one that I think could be a little tough on Saturday. Oh, I hope not. It shouldn't be, but Indiana, I hope not. What happened Their to Penix? Offense looks struggling. Wasn't Penix a good? He got hurt. Like rising star quarterback. So yeah. he's, he's not even playing right now. And he wasn't playing. I don't. I think he was struggling, and then I got hurt. I don't know if it was a knee or Achilles or something. He, he's been out for what the past month or so. Has he? Okay. Yeah. Shows how much Indiana football I've been paying attention. Yeah. How can you not follow? Who, who's your football? <laughs> they were back. All right. All right, Judd. Josh Okoge will either be traded by the Wolves this season or after it, but he will not be on the 2022-23 opening game roster. So Josh Okoge 
at some point in time, either at either this year or after the, the season gets traded. This isn't working. He won't stop shooting. Like he's got a he he should come in and grab some boards and play defense. And when he gets the ball, he should pass the ball. And he he thinks he's improved at shooting. And it's just an eyesore to watch. Here's what's what's really tough. They actually do play much better defense when Vanderbilt, Beverly, and or Okogi are on the court. So if you can keep you can keep one or two of those guys on the court, you play better defense. But that's the problem, I feel like, in recent Wolves history. Like, Chris Dunn was kind of like that with Tom Thibodeau, and they've had other players in the past, too, where it's like, you don't have to sacrifice all shooting for a player. Like, oh, we've got this guy who plays great defense, but he literally builds houses with bricks. It's like, other teams in the NBA have guys that are two-way players. They play defense, and they knock down threes. So... Oh, Josh Okogi is shooting 32% from the field through 11 games. Oh, it's brutal. And from the field, not from three, from the field. And the worst part is he worked on his shooting during the summer, and so he's come back, and he, he's like, I can knock down shots now. It's like, no, you can't, man. You're me. <laughs> Don't try. Like, just play hard. But then pass the like, ball. I mean, I know there's examples of D-low, but guys have ball. improved their shots. Like, I get it, but at some point, he hasn't. God, you've been in the league for four or five years. It's like, why can't you shoot yet? You're he's also listed as a shooting guard, too, which is funny. Uh Judge, just because you had some caveats in there, I had this written down as Josh Akogi will be traded and won't be yep. on the Wolves roster by opening night next season. Is that accurate? Yep, yep, that's fine. I, okay. I'm just saying it's either going to be he could be traded during the course of the season or okay. after. But I think that that's exactly right. So. Okay. He's also he's only shooting three times a game, so I think you're over exaggerating. <laughs> uh, the, la- the Monday night the Monday night game uh rubbed me the wrong way. He he tried to shoot. Okay. He needs to calm down. Okay, Declan. All right, I'll go with the Wolves prediction too. I will say, write this down, that Carl Anthony Towns will have at least one thirty point game by next week's write that down. So the Wolves play the Spurs the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, between now and next week's Write That Down. Cat will have at least one 30-point game between now and next week's Write That Down. Okay, I see someone's trying to protect their batting average lead yep. here. Smart play. Yep. Smart play. Yep. Write this down. Okay, I'm actually I'm going for home runs because mm-hmm. I don't think I can win the batting title at this point. So maybe I can get a few home runs in the last <laughs> you, month. You don't know. Declan could go on a slide like That's me, true. and you're, and you're going to oh. win the batting title at 298. I feel like Declan's found his swing, though. Like, he's kind of got it grooved a little bit here. He's Yeah. You Do you know, remember when not... you thought I found my swing? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Parlay here tonight. All right. The Timberwolves will beat the Kings by double digits. I believe they are a two-point favorite. They will beat the Kings by double digits. And Ant, Cat, or D'Lo will drop at least 30. Hmm. I don't want a home run here. So it's it'll be a blowout of some kind, and Ant, Cat, or D'Lo will drop at least 30. Write this down. All right, Zach, your third and final prediction. All right. The Twins will not re-sign or extend anyone over $20 million per year until March. We'll, go, we'll have this end date at March. So they will not re-sign or extend or sign a free agent for more than $20 million a year. So they're so Buxton's probably out then, right? Yeah, I think I think eventually they're gonna see that they're gonna trade Buxton, and I don't think we'll make an impact free agent signing. Yeah, there's a big Ken Rosenthal story in the Athletic yesterday, sort of detailing the Twins are, you know, they're they're haggling with Buxton's camp still, which has been happening for like two years. I don't know. I think you have to sign him and just cross your fingers. 
if you you already said goodbye to Barrios, if you say goodbye to Byron Buxton, now you are officially in a multi-year rebuild. Two yeah. years after you had the best home run hitting team in baseball history. I think that's where we're heading to. I think they're trying to get a little bit younger. I think they're trying to find a way to offload Josh Donaldson's contract too. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't mind that. Yeah. That wouldn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, conditions have it just didn't changed work. since they signed that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Zach, since you've got this platform here on Mackie and Judd, you've done a great job with your predictions. Is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment? Just my family and friends, and all we love sports like you guys do. I listen to you guys every day, so just happy awesome. that you guys got a platform on the phone where I can listen during work. So awesome, man! All right, Zach, thank you. Good work. We'll get you on thank again you. sometime. Thanks, guys. All right, that is guest yeah. listener predictor Zach taking his swings. I like him. Good swings. All right, Judd. Okay, I'm gonna actually take Zach's prediction and counter that because. I'm not going to say that Byron Buxton won't be traded, but I will say this. You can write this down. Byron Buxton will not be traded this winter. So if we get to spring, mm. I get the point. But Byron, but like there's this contention that he they are not going to trade him, and then on December 1st, this league is going to shut down. So at that point in time, he ain't being traded. So Byron Buxton will not be traded this winter. So the spring equinox is March 20th. So yeah, so at any time after that, okay. when, when baseball resumes, <laughs> he might be traded. But, like, they're not going to – why would you race to trade him before before we go into what could be a months-long work stoppage? Like, there's no reason to do that. Okay. Did uh, did Jake DePew send you the the quotes from Falvey, or did he just text those to me last night? I think I, 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 think I, just, I didn't uh, get those. I, from a, I guess from I'm a out with Jake. Show. I thought Jake and I were tight. We yeah, were partners no, on that show. Yeah, no, so, no, Dex, I guess we're out. No, we're out, buddy. Are you guys well, scale of one to ten? One being a scale of one to ten. One being like you're totally still in, and ten being you're just completely sick of him. Where are you guys at with Derek Falvey right now? Dex, go ahead. Ten being I, I'm completely sick with him. Ten being like I don't ever want to just be gone, just go away. Uh, a, a six, a six. I, it's not it's not completely high, but I've I've definitely teetered on the scale. I, I'm annoyed, definitely, but it's a six. It's it's still lower for me. I'm at a four. I'm I'm not like I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed by what's going on right now. But they did some good, and so so I I think this to me is the tipping point. But I'm I like don't a, know which way it's going to go. I'm like a twelve after reading Damn. this quote in the Athletic yesterday. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. This is about the the Byron Buxton stuff, and what are they going to do? Quote: It's not like something that has snuck up on us at this point. We've long been thinking about a lot of players, and as they approach closer to free agency, these things come into focus a little more on both sides from a player's perspective and a team perspective. Now we're working through understanding all sides of this, ultimately. We'll proceed accordingly. At this stage in the offseason, we're still just navigating our strategy and planning and trying to understand what's available to us and what the market looks like on all periods. As is always the case, this isn't unique to Byron or otherwise, there are people on our team that are interesting to other clubs, and we just always need to work through what does that look like, what does our team look like as we navigate it. <laughs> he is the king of speaking for five minutes and saying nothing, and I almost feel like he puts more energy and effort into making sure he doesn't give something away than actually building a great team at this point. Where are the pitchers? Five years. Bailey Ober? Bailey Ober is the shining star for this franchise right now in terms of pitching development currently on the roster. It's just like, and then like, 
these conversations, like, what are you going to do with Buxton? You're going to trade him for 25 cents on the dollar and then watch him go play in a World Series for the Yankees or something? You have to sign Byron Buxton and just cross your fingers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This, this, this front worked up. is. You are, you're you worked very up. upset yeah, about you're very a team upset. That, that I know. You, that, that, <laughs> you have, that you recently announced you're totally out on. I told Declan yesterday before the show that ordinarily, like, frustrating twin seasons have happened pretty much every other year for my life. Yep. And I always kind of, you know, I get mad at them, and then by the time winter meetings come around, like free agency, all right, now I'm kind of back in. Okay, what can they add? How can they kind of get back on the horse here? I am not there yet with this team. I'm still, I'm still pissed about the Astro series from Dude, like you need a year ago. Like you need twin <laughs> yeah. therapy. Your anger is so high, and and you know what also gets me? You just ripped a partner of Valley Sports North. <laughs> when and and I feel like we need to offset that. Hold on a second. Coming up next, Derek Valley talks about an offseason strategy that's sure to get the Twins back on top. Beep, 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 beep. And then we go home with Byron Buxton to see how he prepares and uncertainty makes him better. And then Burt Blyliven talks with Cody Stashak about pitch grips next on Valley Sports Nord. Cody, don't don't start crying, dude. dude it's okay. Remember, it's going to be okay. Do you remember when the Twins were really bad at the end of the Terry Ryan run? before, like They lost 100 games. And Fox Sports North put like six or seven episodes of great pitchers oh, around yes. the league showing their pitch grips with Burt Blylevin. Yes. Nothing to see here. The Twins are terrible. Look at Max Scherzer's <laughs> two-seam fastball grip. Coming up next. <laughs> Yes, I feel dude. so I feel so cleansed. I feel uh. sports baptized when I hear the tune. I feel like oh, purifying. <laughs> oh. Okay, all right. Who, who's next? Is Declan? Uh, Declan? Me. I don't even know. Yeah, it's me. It's it's um, I th- I'll go for the whole. I, th- I think this is a home run here because it's a parlay, basically. Uh, the Wild will win their next three games against that the Stars, Panthers, and Lightning. The Panthers and Lightning oh, is a back to back. Uh, oh, but, that's tough. But that's I will tough. say they'll beat the Stars at home on Thursday, and then they'll also sweep their road back-to-backs against the Uh-oh. Panthers and Lightning. I'll go for a, a home run here. You've been brainwashed. Something happened to you. I don't know what happened. There, there I mean, I got room. I got a room. song playing in your head when you heard that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that I'm going to get... <laughs> Is a sweep of Florida possible? <laughs> Coming up next. Coming up next, we talk to Kirill Kaprizov through his interpreter to tell us why he's going to try hard in these two games. But first, the Wild go to Tampa, Florida. Go to the beach. Oh, my God. Look how nice the weather is. is. Nothing. The Wild lose ain't nothing, but look at the weather here. It's the Sunshine State. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, boy. All right. I feel Final prediction. I feel Write this down. Uh, it's from you, Phil. Purified. It's me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't. No spoilers here. I have not caught up on last night's episode of The Bachelorette. Oh. Michelle from <laughs> Michelle from Minnesota has brought the entire <laughs> remaining crew to the Twin Cities, and uh, they're filming. They filmed a bunch of episodes like toward the end of the Twin season in the Twin Cities. So anyway, I don't know what happens yet, but here's my prediction for. Normally it would be hometowns. I'm just going to call it Final Four here, Declan, because I don't know okay. how they're okay. how they're going to do this. That Joe Coleman and Ulo will be among the Final Four. 
both of them. So former Gopher basketball player Joe Coleman and Ulo, who has become my favorite guy. Ulo looks like a like a heavyweight UFC fighter, by the way. Just jacked. Yeah, I those I, guys uh, will be among the final four. Okay. How do you spell Ulo? U L O H. O L U. O L U. O L I U U D O H, and he holds a lot. Okay. Oh, Ulo, hold me, hold me. My my first guess was. Holy Udo, that's why that was the first thing that, that came into my mind. Okay, Olu, got it. All right. He may hold a lot, but look at his shoe collection. <laughs> Coming up next, we go inside. But Michelle Olu. went to a Twins Olu. game. <laughs> All right. All right, those are your right there. Uh, what if the negative in life could be overcome with that one song? <laughs> Judd's on the snide on Write That Down, but don't look now. Hey. No, but You're, like just day to day, like something goes wrong in life, and all of a sudden that song plays, and it all turns out okay. Oh, you got a flat tire on the side of the road, but now at least you don't have to have your wife nagging you when you get home because you're going to be late. Ah. Roadside assistance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Coming up next, Triple A, just a call away. <laughs> all right. Those yes, you got food poisoning, but you lost 10 pounds. <laughs> Let's. Let's go through your oh. weight loss program. <laughs> Coming up next, you spent the entire day in the bathroom. But your bathroom was recently remodeled. Your excuse to clean your bathroom. All right. That's, uh, oh my let's write that down here on Mackie and Judd. We'll, uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow for a little reckless speculation. Life's Thursday. all better. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.